Uh, hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to the Deconstruction Zone, first episode of 2023. Uh, Emily Zell, how you doing? Um, it's the first episode of 2024. Shit, you're right. 2024. <laughs> last episode was the last one of 2023. We're rocking 2024. Here we are. Danny, why are you just like living in the past? You know, it's 2024. I live. I mean, I I don't know if you got that. Like growing up, I would always have for like the first last months of the year in the first months of the year, uh, like anxiety writing dates on things. I yes. signed, uh, what was it that I just signed the other, like, oh, when I was going into surgery, like I had to sign all this paperwork and I signed everything for 2024 and they get to the end and they're like, you need to redo all of this paperwork. And my mind was already in 2024. Then you were ready to go. I was ready to go. And now I'm in the past. Um, yeah, you... yeah, well, hey, so what are we talking about today? I think I have an idea that you've got a crystallized idea. So tell us what we're talking about. A crystallized idea. Well, we're just going to kind of do a year in review. I dig it. Um, just in general, but also kind of in faith, life, and deconstruction. You know, we've, we've been kind of talking that sometimes the pod has gone a little more in the direction of us, like, tackling topics, which is great. But right. we're going to kind of go take it back to our stories today. Um and all that. But I want to ask you, are you a resolution guy? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I feel like we tackled this on the last time we had an episode. Really? In <laughs> Probably did. <laughs> um, that's a good question. So I kind of am. Um, I love the ideas of them. I'm really bad at following through with them. But I would say mm. almost always around like March or April is when I set goals that stick the rest of the year. Uh, but okay. something about like, I, I spend the first quarter of the year trying to figure out what my goals are or resolutions or whatever. And they kind of stick by like Easter. Okay. I like that. So you have, you have some like trial and error. And yeah. I got to figure out like, is. what are mine? Yeah. Like, cause everyone's like, Oh, I want to like lose five pounds or like, I want to eat clean or I want to whatever. And it's like, you figure out what is really realistic in the next year. And then I'm like, all right, what can I actually accomplish and what can I actually knock out and what's going to like be enjoyable to try to knock out so yeah yeah i know i feel that i saw i saw a video today um of this guy who was just like shaking his apple watch like trying to get steps in and (laughs) she was like it's january 1st and he was like i know but i made the goal of ten thousand steps and i've just been like sitting all day and i was just like thinking like yeah we do kind of do something we kind of make a big deal about the day when in reality it's like goals can start whenever which I... i kind of feel that too yeah, well, I would say I more than anything have a huge problem with people that shake their Fitbit to get their final step. I think that it is such cheating. I have friends, uh, and friends would be a loose term, that would tie it to their shoe and they would go on a bike ride. And I'm like, that's completely that's completely lying. Like, you've you got to get your steps in. So if you're going to do it, just do it. Like, no one knows but you, so you're only lying to yourself. Also, like, I don't know. I mean, can you, you can log the bike ride on the Fitbit, right? Like, yeah, sure you can you still can. get that dopamine hit of the logging without the. Yeah, I will say, being down with like knee surgery, I do miss mm. the joy that like the Apple fitness rings would give me of like, I got my activity goal or I like stood, like, I like haven't hit my stand goal in seven weeks since this knee surgery. Like, yeah. I'm just like, sitting every day. And so if I get half of it, I celebrate. And really, I should adjust all of what my Apple Watch goals are so that I can uh-huh. get little wins. But uh, I can't wait for the day that I can, like, knock all three out and actually, like, have earned it uh, at some point in 2024. 
Yeah, how's um, how's knee recovery going? It's going all right. It's been uh, that's why we haven't met together to record an episode in a long time. Like we front loaded all of those to get us through December, um, and having the second time having knee surgery, this one's like way harder. This one is way slower. Uh, I am mm. not way older, but it feels like I'm way older, and so it's been uh, it's been definitely a grind. And like the biggest tension is like maybe I just had less going on last time so I could only focus on my recovery. Uh, and this time it's like I have kids in school and a wife that coaches and a church that I'm like the head pastor at. And so it's definitely been a more uh, painful, but like that's probably the wrong, like it's just been a more cumbersome, slow and frustrating process this time around for sure. That sounds, that sounds awful. It does. I mean, it sounds a lot like deconstruction. Uh, no. it's just a slow cumbersome process yeah <laughs> um no it's not too bad i make it sound more dramatic than this but it's definitely been a grind um it's been a grind but but otherwise we're in a new year i got new goals ahead of me great time they'll crystallize by march and it's gonna be a great time so let's start with our little year recap let's start yeah in january 2023 where <laughs> where like were you at this time last year in life faith anything yeah i was in um that's funny you think that i would like think through the all these things before we talk um but i had not really thought about like what i was doing in january but i um just saw actually a picture someone or is it my camera roll maybe of like one of our last services at good news brewing um and it mm. was around that time it was like later in february but um but yeah like that time like we were preparing for the church to move um Annie was in her first real core of her basketball coaching season. Our newest daughter, Grace, was like just becoming like a terrible two. And so it was like all of the things were like happening last time. And so my recollection was like we were just like white knuckling it to get through as fast as we could because it was like just a busy time um, and a lot of like new things. Good stuff. But it was like a lot of like new things juggling. Um yeah. Where were you? I can't remember. Like, I'm trying to even think about like what episodes we were recording a year ago, but like, where were you in the course of all of this? Right. I actually thought about like looking through episodes to see like, okay, where was I at? Like in my thought process on a lot of things. But when I was thinking about January, I was like in a similar place in a sense that I was just like very burnt out and run down. Like just, I, I was in a relationship that was like pretty draining and my job was like pretty draining and i was just i was like struggling i feel like i was just the word i just keep thinking of is like drained and burnt out and i like almost didn't really feel like i had time to like think about faith stuff or think about my deconstruction journey because i it was definitely was on the back burner coming into january coming into 2023 because i just like had no margin to even think about stuff like that i felt like yeah our, I'm just, I was going back through the catalog. Uh, episode 28 was January 3rd, 2023, titled Emily Isn't a Christian Anymore, was the episode <laughs> we recorded that day. So, it was a great Literally time. Literally me just being like, <laughs> I cannot right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember actually, now that was the episode that you, Dustin, and I like went to get lunch. I think we recorded a couple around that time. And like we yeah. had gone out to get lunch, came back, and like, spilled a lot of like beans on like different things that were like happening in, in your life and all of our lives. Like, I feel like that was a turning point 
in the pod for sure. Like I feel like we all got a lot closer. Yes. But like, uh, yeah, I do remember now. It's like you were. That was even before like everything. Like, like things got. I think got worse in some ways before they got better. But it was like there was yes. a lot happening at that point in your life where it was like, damn, like you're carrying a lot right now. And it's the first remember, month of the year. I remember I like walked into the where we were recording and I sat down and you were like, so you're in a pretty dark place, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yes, correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's always good to know what you're recording, like who you're recording with. We all like bring in different energies. Um, I can be the worst of that too. Like I like bring like I feel like whatever I had with me that day is the person that I am when we're recording. So whether it's like energetic or curious or jovial or just like mad at the world, like whatever I brought in with me that day is what we get. I feel like that's definitely me. Like, especially when we record after school, I'm just like done and I'm not like, I'm not taking anything, but you can tell when we record like in the summer or on an off day. Cause I just come in like bright and cheery and, have all this energy in me still but. well episodes like one through uh which was all still in 2022 that's crazy to think that we've been doing this this long um episodes one through like 15 or 20 were like all pre your first teaching job and so it was like 10 in the morning we all had our like we just got our coffee it was a wonderful time like it was almost the other side of things sometimes where it was like it was too early in the morning where like we need like a little more time to chill Versus like I'm yeah. exhausted and beat down by the day, you know. I'm I remember like I would like wake up and just go straight to recording. Like it was my first thing of the day. Yeah. I was I was sleeping in and vibing, and those were the days. Those were the days. Well, so that was January. Um, and maybe you have other questions, but like, do you have something that you feel like from January of 23 to where we are now, like any like big changes were on earth in life like things that like i don't know if like beliefs wise it it could be but like any big stones that were turned over in the last 12 months deconstruction wise or life wise it's a really good question because as i was reflecting on january 2023 i was like dang it like kind of bums me out because in some ways i don't feel like i'm like as angry as i was january 2023 i feel like in a lot of ways i've I feel like I have less emotion tied to it, but the the burnout and the drainedness like still yeah. feels very real. And it's still like I do. I think I still definitely have this feeling of just like I don't I don't have the energy to commit to this. And I just feel very tired. I mean, this is like the last day of break before we go back to school. And this was like the first day that I like sat down and like okay. chilled. And so it's just like <laughs> my um my boyfriend was so sweet. He like came up to me and he was like, you know, I feel like this last week and a half has been magical. And I said, that is so sweet. I said, I feel like it's been very busy, <laughs> but I love that we were in it together. Right. I wouldn't call it magical though. <laughs> uh, Annie and I had one of those very similar conversations today. I feel like we were living two very different experiences within the same household. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think we were both busy, but it was. Just, I was like, I wouldn't call it magical, but that is so nice. <laughs> I'm glad um, you think it's magical. Right. But in a sense of like, I don't know if like my mind has changed or anything like that, but I think I definitely just think it's been like when I do process something now, like I'm thinking about recording those episodes, which I felt were very emotional, very like big feelings. 
I just like don't feel those big feelings anymore. Like I'm just like, yeah, I feel the tiredness of it, but I don't when I think about life and faith and church, I don't like get really angry. Yeah. And I think that's something that when you're in it feels like that one that you'll never get to that place. Like, I feel like January, 2023, I was like, I'm pissed. I'll always be pissed. Like, (laughs) and so I think it is to be reflective. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like maybe where I'm at faith wise, isn't that different, but at least doesn't feel so intense. It doesn't like overtake me with feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like it's been, it's been such a long time since like, again, like looking back at like when we started um, of June of 2022 to now um, this episode being like the 80th consecutive week. I think, I don't think we've skipped a week, right? Like we've been every week. I think we took like one week off between like season one and season two, okay. but maybe we didn't. I don't know. I think it's been consecutive. Yeah, I can't. Well, anyway, it's been like something like 80 consecutive weeks, right? And um, even think about like resolutions and stuff and like like starting things and sticking with things and all that kind of stuff. Like very few people stick with things for 80 weeks, right? Like you think about like anything yeah. that someone does for that long, um, especially consecutively. Like I can't think of anything in my life other than this that I've done, like other than going to church and showing up at my house to be married for like this many consecutive weeks you know it's like it's been a long yeah time. like most things we do in spurts or we don't do it all and so this has been like probably the most consistent thing which has been kind of my favorite thing about it over the course of the 80 weeks is like um like i don't always know what i'm getting out of us like when we're kind of like i don't know what we're going to talk about but i do know yeah. that like we're going to meet and we're going to like unpack stuff which i think is cool like and very, which I think is some, maybe a testimony to what we've always tried to build, right? Is like we want to be a space where like you're having consistent and healthy and safe conversations, and like um, you're probably over the last eighty weeks the person I've talked to, at least you got to be top three conversations that of people I've had in the last three years. Honestly, that's so true. I like kind of forget how frequent we we really do like have touch points, and I, I even felt like when we front loaded all of the all the episodes for your healing i was like oh it's weird like to not talk to danny every week yeah yeah it was weird to see episodes come out on my phone and be like oh yeah i forgot about that it was almost too like when i forgot what we named them and i forgot what we talked about which is not my thing i don't like getting really really far ahead but it was almost like living the podcast as if we weren't doing the podcast for a while i was like i just i get to consume it because i totally forgot all these things i love that i was thinking when you were saying that about like 80 weeks we were talking about how we have a lot of listeners who are like starting from the beginning. Um, And so they'll probably see this in a while, you know, whenever they get up to it, but it is fun to get messages from people that are like, I'm on episode 20 and I'm really just like relating and feeling it. And I'm like, that's so fascinating (laughs) because like, I probably don't really relate that much to episode 20 anymore in some ways, you know, like 80 years is, I mean, not years. that would be nuts (laughs) 80 weeks is a lot of time especially in deconstruction when things feel so fluid and constantly changing yeah yeah and our first episode actually just hit 2250 listens um and it's just on face or on spotify and apple and stuff and so it's been interesting because like looking at our recent ones it's like we're still kind of 
like people are about a couple hundred a week listen. And so it's like kind of interesting uh -huh. to be like, there's obviously, and you can watch the trickle. Um, but whenever yes. someone's like, hey, I just started listening. I'm like, well, how far along are you? And I kind of tell them the podcast is like broken up into like chapters. Like there was the first chapter. Yes. And I would say like, we're kind of shifting into maybe um, third, maybe even a fourth chapter with the pod. I feel like we're kind of like yeah. going, there was the beginning where it's like you were hopefully optimistic about deconstructing while staying a reformed Calvinist. There was, <laughs> there was, I think like less optimistic, but still like, I'm going to be an affirming Christian. Like I'm kind of like, I'm not optimistic about where I was going or where I came from. I'm optimistic about where I'm going. Probably chapter two. Chapter three is like, I don't, like it was, I would say spiritual, but not religious is what I would call chapter three. And yeah, I would, I'd say it's probably true. And I don't know what this fourth one necessarily is. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one like that we're going into. I almost feel like we're in chapter four now and the chapter four now is like a spiritual, not religious. Okay. I feel like chapter three was like Emily's completely over it. That's what I was going to say, but I don't want to like, I don't want to speak for you. I want to give you the benefit of the doubt, you know, something you said, I think that's great. Um, um, I think that's great. What has been, so you've had a lot of like those spiritual interactions and encounters in the past calendar year. Um, if not like at the well or like a reformed church, but like you've done like Unitarian churches. Um, I know I've talked about a Baha'i church. Have you gone to a Baha'i church? I can't remember if you did or not. No. What were the what were the things you've done? I guess rather than me try to get remember them. Like, what have you done this last year? And maybe what was the most meaningful, like for you, just in a vacuum of like one you remember, find the most value and meaning from. I feel like I'm doing like my deconstruction wrapped right now. It's like top five churches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that the title of this episode? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So I went to. So I guess like just a little bit fast forward. I ended up like going through a breakup and then meeting this new guy who just brought me snickerdoodles so that's pretty fun i don't yeah. know if you saw that happen I figured you didn't have a in hotel room producer um or right. whatever you <laughs> um no i just have my whole posse of yeah people just serving me throughout this episode but um i met this new guy and i feel like that was i think i mean i feel like you asked me this like very early on, like, what is it like to date when you're deconstructing? Cause you don't really know what you think. So it's kind of hard to like find a life partner when you're like, I don't really know. And so right. um, I felt like when I was kind of in my like dark atheistic ish phase, I was kind of like in a relationship with someone who was in a similar spot. And it's kind of like a, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like how much did he, affect that versus how much was like that's what I was looking for because that's where I was at at the time kind of thing I think it's probably both um but so definitely getting into a relationship with Tyler my current boyfriend um who was in a pretty similar place he was like I'm definitely progressive I'm definitely Christian but I just feel really burnt out and I don't quite know what that looks like um was just super encouraging to like meet someone like that and have those conversations and be able to feel like I could be honest about where I was with faith and that I'm not like trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater. But at the same time, like there's a lot of really hard parts and I'm willing to continue to deconstruct and 
look through different like aspects of my beliefs. Yeah. So that was like some of our first dates was going to these different churches. I don't really know why. <laughs> um, but I remember the well was on was online those four weeks. And so I was like, I really know that I, like I know that I want to take you to the well. But like while we have these four weeks, we had some friends who like wanted us to visit other places. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. So we went to um the UU church in St. Louis. Okay. Which I don't um, and it was, I really liked it. I felt like, I really liked that it had like everything that I loved about worship and it was a little more liturgical, which felt very homey to me, but at the same time, it was really very much like you can believe whatever. Yeah. Um, and finding joy that the service we went to was like a poetry service. So it was centered around poetry, which was like as an English teacher was just like super awesome that we could like engage in the meaning of life through poetry in a setting that felt like church. Um, We went to another UU church that was like a little bit more chaotic, I would say. (laughs) Um, The pastor like got up and talked about how like this guy just like embezzled a bunch of their money. And we were like, we are not ready to talk about this. Um, And then, yeah, went to, the well, obviously. And then I also I feel like a, like two-ish months ago, I went to um, a Kabbalah Jewish service with uh, my friend Austin. And I also like loved that service too. Um, there was this really sweet moment where the rabbi was like, she said, we believe in angels. Do you believe in angels? And then this like, she looked at this little kid. I think I told this story on here. And she was like, do you believe in angels? And he went like this, like he mm. was like, eh, so, so. And she said, you know what? I think that's the perfect answer. Uh, she was like, because we don't really know and it's okay to not know. Yeah. And it was just this very beautiful in front of the whole congregation, like validating of this child being pretty unsure. And I, that was like probably a moment that sticks out to me just in the different services I went to. I just found that like very beautiful that a child was hearing that, you know? Yeah, that, that is cool. Um, and I think you have told that on the podcast once before, but uh, worth retelling is a good story. Yeah. Um, um, but that was kind of my, my wrapped of like places I went or services I went to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. It, I appreciated like, and we've had some people like reach out and like, I think they've, I remember when you first talked about the idea of like bouncing around and going some, some to some different places like it did spark some conversation that at least i saw in like dms and stuff or like people commenting on spotify and apple um about i think wondering like if they should maybe do the same sort of thing like you know i like i still am wanting to be spiritual i'm trying to figure out where i am on like should i bounce around and see these things and in many ways it's like that's the opposite of what church tells us to do it's like find a place hunker down there um, and especially if you're in a more like evangelical tradition or whatever, it's like, we've got the right secret sauce and like, you have no need to try anything else. And I think the idea of like bouncing around a little bit, um, even though like, I don't know that I fully subscribe to all of the things that you may have come out the other side with. I'm like, I think it has helped you like come out as a more rounded person, which is like maybe the least that anyone could ask for, right? Like to be like, I came out the other side of this, like, and I have more empathy for other people, which many people don't have in religious spaces. And like, also yeah. like, I do think helps you probably 
like you said, you went to the weird service, right? The embezzlement one. Like I'm sure like yeah. seeing things that like are odd or don't fit helps you realize what you want to fit, um, even though it's not a theological thing. But the more you see, the more you know what fits or doesn't fit, right? No, a hundred percent. And I think it I mean, I think it's good to have those experiences. And even if you don't like fully subscribe to a service that you do attend, I think um, at this point in my life, I'm always just like looking out for things that I do agree with or that um, does help me like on my spiritual journey. I like think all the time of Life of Pi where this kid is like, he he's, finds like three different religions and finds each of them compelling in their own way. And his parent, his dad comes up to him and he's like, hey, you like can't do that. You have to pick one. And he just looks and says, I'm just trying to love God. And it's just this like such beautiful moment that I think about all the time and like weaving a tapestry of like your own spiritual beliefs. Um, I just think there's beauty in it, even if you like don't leave agreeing with every part of it um, yeah, well, and definitely well, helps you. Yeah. Be more well-rounded and more understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Life of Pi has had like a big prominent place in this podcast. Uh, you give it a lot of shout out. Um, actually a little bit of a juke. What's your favorite book read of 2023? You've you got through them all. What was the best thing you read in the last year? Um, without a doubt. Um, okay. Or watched. I'm going to go with book. Um, without a doubt, my favorite book was Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Okay. I think it was probably a recommendation on here. It's about these like video game developers, and I do not oh, care yeah. about video games at all. But it was a pretty popular book. I think it was like it won like Best Fiction and the Goodreads Awards last year. So I think it came out in 2022 maybe i just loved it and i recommended it to one of my coworkers who does love video games okay and they absolutely loved it and i was like i'm sure that you had an appreciation that like yeah. i didn't even have but i just thought it was beautifully written and like the way that they talked about world building it was yeah i loved it how about you yeah i don't know i would say my one of my resolutions that i won't have firm down for a while is I want to read more like I one of the reasons I started record or I was like we should do recommendation station was like I wanted to be like I have to force myself to read something on a weekly basis because uh -huh. um, I feel like I read so much but it's like not for any personal well I mean it's all for like writing sermons and study and like whatever like those are all fine things but I don't read a lot of like fiction and so my one of my things for 2024 is I want to read a lot of fiction uh, and one of my uh one of my podcasts i listen to like they do their every uh, episode they essentially recommend a book and like it's not a smart person podcast but these like two of the most well-read people that i've listened to and they just did like their top 10 of the year and so i'm gonna like start with these guys books and so work my way through so i don't have a good one to tell you i mean like i reread the screw tape letters that was great yeah. um i started i've not finished yet but someone from the well that you know gave me Jesus and John Wayne. Like that's been really, or John Wayne. G yeah. That's been like very yeah. interesting. Um, I'm rereading. What is the Bible by Rob Bell for a sermon series we're doing in a couple months. So good. Um, but like, I haven't read anything new. I think it's been my like issue this mm. year other than um, Jesus and John Wayne, which is like the first thing that I'm like reading for the first time. Um, everything has been a reread. So I don't know. I got to find something new. 2024 year of newness for me. I love that. I I kind of felt that way last year and then I was just kind of burnt out by nonfiction. Um, and I I love learning, but I was like, I just kind of want to enjoy stories. Yeah. And when if you like look through my 
like the books I read this year, it's, I think I did the calculations. It was, it's like something like 80% fiction or something. And that was, it was so fun. Like, I just felt like I just got to enjoy stories. And I think like going back to life of Pi, like they, like fiction can still teach you so much. And, um, follow me at Goodreads. Um, like fiction can still teach you so much and grow you. Uh, just like, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm sounding like an English teacher, but I've loved well, just reading a lot of fiction. Yeah. I am. I do think that like, that, um, that's kind of the same. Like, so my struggle has been like, I want like the idea of that book, like a world building book and like, like everything about like something being like, um, not there. And then it's like being built before you, like, I don't like watching like scary movies or like thrillers really, but like, I like the idea of like reading something that's a little bit scary. I'm like super into you. So I don't know. I'm going to find something that like immerses me in a world that is not our own in 2024. I read, if you, you don't like scary that much. I mean, I do. I, it just, I have like a very vivid imagination. So it haunts my dreams for many, many weeks after. Um, then don't read the book that I'm about to tell you about. But I read <laughs> this like horror book that I saw in like, I saw it on TikTok and I cannot believe like anyone on TikTok has read this book because it was like so horrifying. But they were like, here's a quick thought provoking read that like will get you out of your reading slump. And I finish like most of my books via audiobook because I'm just like, I love to listen to that when I'm like driving or cleaning or anything. So that's how I get through a lot of books. Um, but I was like, okay, I want to get back into like reading, you know, like paper more. And so I ordered that one and it was like so gruesome and vivid and graphic. And I like hated reading it. But at the same mm. time, I just like think about it a lot. Okay. So really anyway, <laughs> I wrote, a, I, I wrote an I, essay on it on my sub stack. I'm like trying to get my sub stack going and write more essays, oh yeah. but I wrote an essay on it. because I was like, so freaked out by it. <laughs> and that's how I get through things. I, yeah. Gruesome. I don't need like, I, like that kind of stuff i don't scary doesn't isn't too bad gruesome i don't need so um all right well i i want to wind us down but um i do want to know like what is your favorite podcast moment from the last year do you have one it's a really good question um it honestly might have been <sighs> It honestly might have been that day we were talking about um, okay. where we recorded a bunch and I was like in a rough place because I do feel like, like you said, it was kind of a turning point. I think on the podcast, like in the narrative of the podcast for sure, but also just like I felt like I was really open with you guys and we were all just really open with each other. And so even though not 100% of that was recorded, like I think, I think that's definitely my favorite memory of 2023. Yeah. Um, also going to Mount Union was super cool. Yeah, yeah. Those are probably mine too. How about you? Yeah, I think um, I would agree with almost all that. So like mine for sure, like Mount Union was a ton of fun. Like, uh, and we ended up not using it, but we tried to like record some extra content, you, Dustin and I, and just like the conversations that we tried to get, like those were pretty fun. There was some fun, like, yeah. uh, like funny like our moment in the cafeteria surrounded by a bunch of people with Yumi and Dustin like that moment still is burned into my mind um and like the uh, so that whole thing was great there are also like some like days that we went to record that we didn't record like whether it was like a mix-up in communication or like just mm -hmm. someone had life stuff going on like which I feel like happened almost every one of us at least once and I feel like 
those were some of my favorite days too. But like just to, obviously none of that content made it in. But over the last year, it's like I think all of those little things have helped to like make this uh, community that you, Dustin, and I and all oh, those outside have built like what it is, which has been fun. Yeah, I like as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, it's almost all of my favorite deconstruction zone memories didn't make it to an episode. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like I feel like it's weird to talk about on the podcast because all the listeners like we don't have these memories, but yeah. it is like there is a lot you said really early on because Dustin and I would like definitely kind of sometimes get into it after an episode. Like he would challenge something I said or just yeah, whatever. And you were like, We just need to record like what happens right after we finish recording. Cause it almost like sometimes it's the more unfiltered, yeah, stuff that we're saying. Well, it's not even that we uh, like were filtered when we recorded, but early on, like Dustin, like the moment we pressed record, it was done. He would like throw at a saw like a question to like stir <laughs> the pot, and also there was a point where that I was like, because I knew Dustin, I knew you, and I didn't even know you really that well, but I knew you yeah. like pretty well. I was getting to know you better. And you Justin better. And there was a point where I was like, these two are either gonna hate each other or they're gonna love each other. And it's been fun to like watch it like blossom into like a real friendship. But there was a time where I was like, this could not go well. Um, but it, it did go well, which is good. I think that that's how we grew our friendship was by it wasn't, I mean, it was like kind of arguing, but it was more just like he would challenge something and I would get really defensive and just go off. Yeah. Um, but I know we're kind of winding down. I wanted to end with this question. We can do yeah recommendation more if we want but looking toward 2024 not quite really a resolution but what do you hope for your own spirituality um your own like faith in this year is there something you're hoping for yeah that's a good question like i think um last year again was like a year of kind of like regaining my footing would be the best way that i could put it Mm -hmm. um like seeking stability pretty much across the board again like family life spirituality church all that um this year does feel like everything is pretty like firm beneath my feet like job annie's job marriage kids like all that and so i think in in many ways like my greatest hope is that this is a year of like a lot of like spiritual relational marital parental growth like across the board um which in a lot of ways i thought that was going to be last year like it felt like going out of 2022, I was like, everything was getting my ducks in a row. And it's like 2023 is going to be a year of like building on some things and like developing things and working on things and growing. And then it was just like shit hit the fan. And it was like a year of just like trying to like grab the 52 card deck that was flying across the room. And so I don't know this year, it seems like there's just a lot of like stability. Um, and let, we'll laugh at this in March when everything is falling to shit in the world. Right. and nothing's good. But um, my hope and belief is um, that it should be like a year of, of I think, growth, like across the board, spiritually and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think I'm excited about it personally for the church. Um, like, it seems like God is doing cool things and I'm trying to like stay involved, but also out of the way as much as I can without like messing things up, you know? Yeah, it sounds like you like have a lot of foundations kind of built and now you're looking to like build on them and grow on them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What about you? No. I dig that. I feel like I'm hoping that my year is like your year last year and that I (laughs) like find that stability. I feel like when you said that, I really resonated with that. I just, I feel like, I do feel a little bit like I'm floating in space right now when it comes to my like faith and what I think about a lot of things. Not that I like don't have any opinions, but it just, 
And maybe this sounds like an excuse or a cop out, but it just like can sometimes really be hard to find the motivation to like really process what you're, what you think and what you believe when you just have like so many other um, things that you're trying to juggle in the air. Yeah. Um, and so I hope that I can like lay some of those foundations and find that stability that you're talking about and just figure out what I, I think I just want, I would like a faith that's a, like a little more consistent. I think that's what I'm hoping for in 2024. Yeah. Well, I dig that. And it'll be interesting to see like how we unpack that. Like, I actually would like, like to revisit that in like a couple of months for both of us, like yeah. growth and consistency, like is kind of like themes we're trying to build into and, um, and all that. And so this hits episode 80 for us. Um, we have 20 more to go to 100. That's kind of amazing. Um, and I'm excited about that. I would like to use, I think over the next like 20 episodes, I think it would be really fun to kind of revisit some old moments, kind of each episode of like things you've said and see kind of where you are now. I think that kind of would be a fun little, uh, little shtick to add into our episodes as like we kind of look back at where we've gone and maybe look at it through the lens of like, how do you build consistency based on like where you mm -hmm. were and what you believed, what you thought you believed and now kind of where you are floating? Like, what does it look like to reconcile those for the sake of like building consistency? That could be kind of fun. I dig that. I dig that. I think, I don't think that will always be easy, but I think that's a, I like that direction for sure. Yeah. Um. So to wrap it up, I know we kind of did books, but do you have any recommendations for recommendation station? Um, I mean, I would recommend just, I mean, don't tear your ACL. I mean, it's, it's for the birds. Like it's no, no one's doing it anymore. It's not fun. I would give it up. Um, no, I don't have any good recommendations. I'd like to have started the year off with one. Um, but I don't think I have one. Um, well, I do have one. So I want to talk. About it. I want to hear it. Um, I, it's a limited series on Netflix and I've not finished it. Um, okay. and it's pretty weird, but it's called Carol in the end of the world. Okay. Have you seen it just like pop up on Netflix? Maybe. No, unfortunately, my Netflix won't log in on my TV. So I, I have not been on Netflix Dang. in like four months. And so I hear everything. I hear it's like banging right now with great shows. <laughs> I so I, I'm 80. I'm like 90% sure it's by the creators of BoJack Horseman, which I love. Okay. Um, so it's like it's a it's animated. but It's like an adult show. Um, but basically, it's like this woman who is navigating. I mean, and this, the whole world navigating like. Basically, they find out a planet is going to hit Earth in like seven months. Okay. And so it's like, what do they do with these seven months? Um, but it's this woman who's like pretty depressed and has like no direction. And she just like. Everyone's like, I went to Tibet or like I'm learning how to surf or like I'm doing all this stuff. And she just like sits in her house. And it's like, okay. I like don't know what to do, but I'm like bummed. Oh. And it's just like her navigating that. I'm not going to say like what she decides to do with her time. Cause I think that's a pretty interesting twist. Um, but I think it's fascinating. I'm excited to finish it and see, it says it's a limited series. So I think it's just over after the end okay. of the season. Um, but it is definitely fascinating. And also, I mean, like, I don't think a planet's coming to hit us, but like, it's not super unrealistic. Like, I'm sure. you're watching it, and you're like, if this happened, like, this probably is how it would go. And it just, I don't know, it makes you think. It's only ten episodes, but I like really enjoyed it. What's it called again? If I get Netflix on Carol, my computer again, 
Right. It's called Carol and the End of the World. Okay. I'll give it a go. Um, all right, Emily. Well, I'm excited that we've officially launched 2024. Um, we're recording this episode the closest to a release date we've ever had, which is yes. we are ending right now at 8.50 p.m. on Monday night. This thing will be out at 5 a.m. Tuesday morning. You're welcome, folks. <laughs> we did this for you. We did it for you. We'll send us out uh, for the first time in 2024. All right. Well, everybody, um, happy new year. And as always, embrace the journey.